0: From COK Studios in Don Gagné's garden, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley.
1: And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow.
0: On today's show, we'll consider the fallout from all the staff turnover in the Trump White House.
1: We'll also consider Terry Gross's special interview with Mr. Rogers in our Considerations series.
0: And we'll consider where have all the flowers gone. Long time passing. Stay with us.
2: Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from OMG McFlippies, now serving exciting new Tide Pod-inspired dishes like Southwestern Tide Pod Bites, Chicken Pod Pie, and Jack Daniel's Tide Pod Riblets. OMG McFlippies, flip in some flavor, neighbor, and Poison Control. Call us after you've eaten any of OMG McFlippie's Tide Pod-inspired dishes. Poison Control. Our number is on the
0: back of the menu. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley.
1: And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow.
0: The Trump administration is in a state of constant turmoil. The president would have you believe otherwise, but a full 43% of top-level positions in the Trump White House have seen turnover. In fact, the departure of senior aides in the first 13 and a half months of Trump's term is more than his four most recent predecessors had after two years.
1: In addition to economic advisor Gary Cohn's departure last week, several other staffers have recently left or announced their imminent resignations. Communications Director Hope Hicks and Jared Kushner's advisors, Josh Raffle and Reed Cordish, have all announced their departures, while Staff Secretary Rob Porter was ousted after allegations of spousal abuse came to light.
0: More departures may be on the horizon. Chief of Staff John Kelly, National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster, and Jared Kushner are all reportedly earning the ire of the president, which could mean they will be gone soon as well.
1: With all this upheaval, some have asked why it took senior staffers as long as it did for them to leave the White House. I spoke to some people very close to the situation that thought the same thing, the spouses. Working at the White House can be a stressful job, no matter who is the president. But, under Trump, things have been even more fraught than usual. It is leading to record staff turnover, a fact that is not lost on people near the West Wing chaos.
0: I was shocked it took Katie as long as it did to quit.
1: Mike Shields is the husband of Katie Walsh, who quit her post as deputy chief of staff back in March of 2017, only two months into the job.
0: It was a joke from the get-go. I know how much Katie wanted to do that job and do it well, but there was no way. She wanted to help with all the America First stuff, but they had no plan, and it was just a joke.
1: Lisa Peveroff-Cohen is Gary Cohn's wife, and she said it was a nightmare for her to see her husband in the White House. I told Gary that if he didn't quit, then I was going to leave
2: him. His nervous gas was so bad, I had to banish him to the basement. Uh, nervous gas? Oh yeah, Gary gets terrible gas when he's stressed, and it's seriously been like living in a fog bank of egg farts for the past nine months. I'm so glad he quit. I can breathe again. Trump is an idiot, and anyone who works there for any length of time is an even bigger idiot. I was starting to think Gary wasn't as smart as I thought he was. The teenagers who get murdered in horror movies have more sense than the people who
1: voluntarily
2: work in this White House.
1: It seems as if the spouses are more in tune with how bad things are than the people actually working there. I actually
2: started a support group for spouses of people who work for Trump. We meet every Monday. It's gotten smaller as people's husbands are getting fired or are quitting. That's a good thing, though. I miss seeing Sally Priebus and Rebecca Spicer as often as I
1: did, but now when we get together, we won't cry so much. The Trump Team Spouse Support Group is changing, but one member has been there consistently since last summer.
0: The Mooch knows that it's for spouses, but I got a lot of things to get off my chest.
1: Former Communications Director Anthony Scaramucci is now the de facto leader of the group.
0: The Mooch is good at making these sad wives and husbands feel better. You just gotta nut up and deal with it. That's life, baby.
1: Mooch's tough love approach is apparently helpful.
0: That's the mooch to you. Oh,
1: sorry, the mooch.
0: The mooch forgives you.
1: What spouses will hopefully get a reprieve from their stress-filled White House existence? We may not have to wait long to find out. For CRK News, I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow.
0: You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to our Consideration series with NPR interviewer Terry Gross. Fifty years ago last month, Fred Rogers showed up on national public television as the host of a pioneering new children's show called Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. In the more than 30 years that Rogers Show ran, he won the hearts of generations of Americans with his trademark cardigan sweater and easy demeanor that made kids feel comfortable and accepted. Terry sat down with Mr. Rogers in 1999 for an interview that we'll share with you now.
3: This is Considerations. I'm Terry Gross. My guest today is Fred Rogers, or Mr. Rogers, as he's known on his popular television program. He is not only a household name, but a pioneering voice in the advocacy for public media. Fred Rogers, welcome.
4: Thank you, Terry. I'm happy to be here.
3: I want to begin by asking, what is your ideal neighborhood?
4: Well, Terry, I think an ideal neighborhood is one where people care about each other and accept everyone for who they are. That's the kind of neighborhood that we try to show in our program.
3: I see. What if you have... Bad neighbors or troublesome neighbors that don't care about anyone else.
4: That's always a possibility, but I think that if we do our best to be inclusive and friendly, that people will come together and be respectful of one another.
3: I see. So would you call the police on your neighbor if they were, say, making too much noise?
4: I don't know. I suppose so.
3: That's interesting. We actually have a letter here from a neighbor of yours, Mrs. Vera Poole, who says that she has called the police because of repeated noise violations coming from your house. She alleges that the nonstop singing and piano playing, as well as the ear-splitting trolley whistle, make it difficult for her to nap. She is 93 years old and in poor health, and says that the constant comings and goings of speedy deliveries are driving her insane. She also says that she witnessed a young boy break dancing outside of your house last week, and you did nothing to keep the sound of his boombox down.
4: Oh, my. That's awful. I had no idea. If you're just
3: joining us, we are talking with Fred Rogers, also known as Mr. Rogers, who is allegedly not as good of a neighbor as he would have you believe on his PBS television series, Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. Now, Mrs. Poole is not the only one of your neighbors who has complained about you. Oh, really? Apparently, there have been reports that several of the fish in your fish tank are a rare species that were brought into this country illegally. What do you have to say about that?
4: They were a gift from Mr. McFeely. I honestly know nothing about that. I'd hate to think that I'd done anything illegal. I just like the way they look. I'm so sorry. My
3: guest today is Mr. Rogers, if that is your real name. We are discussing how despite appearances to the contrary, he may not be a good neighbor at all. Are you aware that several of your friends from the land of make-believe are lawbreakers? What?
4: That can't be right.
3: I hate to break it to you, Mr. Rogers. Lady Elaine Fairchild is wanted by the FBI for income tax evasion. She's been unable to pay property taxes on her museum go-round for ten years. Oh, no. Oh, yes. And Henrietta Pussycat is an undocumented immigrant from El Salvador. Her real name is Concepcion Pussycat.
4: Not Henrietta. And
3: Bob Dog has several illegitimate feral puppies that he has refused to care for. I'm told that if animal control catches him, they will have him put down. How does all of this make you feel, Mr. Rogers?
4: It's definitely very sad news. Maybe we need to sing a song about it. Do you know the song, What Do You Do With The Mad That You Feel?
3: I'm very sorry, but we don't have time for that. My guest today was Fred Rogers, who has been peddling falsehoods about his neighborliness for years. I hope that we've been able to shed light on some of the harsh truths that have been kept from the viewers for 30 years. I'm Terry Gross.
4: Won't you be my neighbor?
3: I don't think so.
1: Now it's time for this week's installment of our Big Little Wins. We love to celebrate any wins we can.
0: Congratulations to Sarah Button in Salt Lake City for finding someone to bequeath her used clothing and shoes to. It can be hard to donate a much-beloved item to the thrift store when you don't know who will end up with it or if they will take care of it. It's nice to know that your friends will take some of your hand-me-downs, so this is definitely a Big Little Win.
1: Our other big little win is from Dean Brockmeyer in Memphis, who made sure he had the exact right ratio of blue cheese dressing to buffalo wings last week. We know how annoying it can be to not have enough dressing or too much left over, so making sure you used the exact right amount of blue cheese on each wing is a major little victory. If you
0: or someone you know has a big little win, share it with us on Facebook or Twitter. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, you can always check out our website, considerourknowledge.com, like us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter at Consider our Know. If you want to download the podcast, you can do so at iTunes or at stitcher.com. A special thanks today to Libby Mitchell. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley.
1: Our other big little win is from Dean Brockmeyer in Memphis, who made sure he had the exact right ratio of blue cheese dressing to buffalo wings last week. What? <laughs> Damn it. Oh, last four. Buffalo wings. <laughs> buffalo. Okay, <laughs> uh, stop it. That
0: was really funny. No, it wasn't. That's the bloover. No.